up, people? Got another uh, episode coming at you. The Patriots Prayer. Here, Eddie and Carl on Filter. This is episode five. I uh, want to say thanks uh, to folks that have been tuning in. Uh, people have liked and subscribed to the channel. Uh, we hit a milestone uh, this morning of over 18,000 across Thank all you. of our platforms. So we uh, we really uh, uh, we appreciate that because um, this is something that we love to do. And, it, and, if, and if it's something uh, that... Uh, you like it if you hear something uh that we've said and it inspires you and or you want to listen it just causes you to ask questions whatever it may be uh you know more power to you if you don't like it don't tune in that's interaction it, is, is awesome but we we by and large i've been getting emails i've gotten emails i've gotten text messages i've gotten uh, a lot of interaction on posts across Facebook, across Rumble, across YouTube, uh, across Podbean. Um, we're getting uh, a lot of uh, feedback across the board. And now, you know, you can very simply, can, we're on Amazon Music as well. So you can ask your uh, Echo device to uh, play our podcast and it will. So with that, uh, Carl Wild, after we came down from the mountain, uh, Carl and I were at a men's retreat where we did uh, our last Patriots Prayer uh, podcast from uh, the last one we did with Rob. and then But, but between that time and now, um, I did a retraction video, right? So I put a retraction video out just to make sure that everyone knows that I was... Uh, I'm, be, I'm fair. I'm fair. So if I say something, it's because I believe it to be very very true and if anything that I've ever said comes across uh, later to me that that wasn't true or that wasn't the whole story or whatever I'm gonna come and clear it up so I the Joe Biden ice cream truck story oh okay um, so 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 we very simply uh, just wanted to apologize to Joe Biden is what the episode was about was like uh, Basically, this guy walks off, and they put ice cream truck music in the video, and it made it seem like it doesn't change ever. the fact that this he still dude walked wandered, off. Wandered off today. Still walked you know, off. Um, I want to know who he was shaking hands with too. So any any either one of those things, and I'm good to go. But there's a, there's a lot going on in the world, and I don't want to start focusing on little insignificant stuff. Uh, don't sweat the pain. I mean, it, really, we got um, we got a lot of a lot of. Uh, Tension building up right now. We had Nancy Pelosi uh, go to Taiwan, um, and and I'm of and I'm of the school of thought where I don't think she had much of a choice because if China says if you go, there's going to be hell to pay, and we don't, we look like punks. Yeah. And, and we, we just we just showed them they can dictate to us where we can and can't go, and we're an ally of Taiwan, so why wouldn't we go? But she didn't stop there. Um, she went, uh, after that, she went over to, um, uh, she had a second visit that they, that they didn't appreciate. I think it was in like South Korea somewhere. Um, did you see the, the news feed? 100,000 North Korean troops volunteering for Russia? That's a, that's a, that's an oxymoron. Uh, yeah. North Korean troops don't volunteer for anything. <laughs> 
<laughs> isn't it? Isn't it a, a staple in that country that at the age of eighteen you have to <clears throat> that you have to go into the military and you just do what you're told. Uh, in Israel, it is a uh, it is kind of the way that they do it. Um, in Israel, when you when you're of age, you join the military. Um, for two years, and and I think we should do the same thing here. In, in fairness, though, doesn't Switzerland do also do that? I could swear. I I don't um, know enough about Switzerland. Every, uh, every male. In All I know is that Switzerland kind of always it's this country that stays neutral, and a lot of high-powered folks tend to want to hide their money there. But no worries. Tend man. to be tend to be neutral and. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that that neutrality stuff's going to work out in the long run. I personally think that the uh, that they're going to have to end up taking sides in these world uh, collisions. What it what appears that we're headed for, and I wish that we weren't. I wish the times weren't so divisive. But you have uh, guys over in Russia right now just pushing the bounds of. Uh, uh, you know, just they're just massacring folks, and then and these Ukrainian people that are caught in the middle of these two guys that are playing these this big war of egos between the two. Um, I saw that Zelensky and his wife the other day posed. I mean, we're, they're at war. Their people are dying. They're getting bombed, missile shot at them. All this stuff. Is People going, are dying in their homes, right? And and, and these guys are, are doing a video shoot for for a magazine, him and his wife, and and it just didn't sit well with me, man. I'm, There's I'm like, something wrong with with, with they glamorized they they took, publicity glamorous publicity yeah. while. While your people are dying and starving. Well, there's blood in the streets. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's not the time for that. Um, and, and not just blood in the streets, like uh, you know, a riot or anything. But a full-fledged, declarated war. Yeah. I mean, albeit an illegal one for every right, um, they had to create the situations uh, in which they... You see, Putin wanted to invade anyway. So all he had to do was create a situation that would allow him to invade and give him enough reason to, to be able to justify it on the world stage. And his, and his whole beef was is that... Um, they never, uh, after the Soviet Union fell, they never gave up the territory of Ukraine. It's it, it's Russia. It's always been Russia, and it'll be Russia again. So then, once you once you allow Russia to go into Ukraine, let's say they succeed, and I think most people thought they would succeed long before now. Like they've been fighting this for a long time, and I have to give it up to the Ukrainian people for holding their own ground for so long against. Russia. That's, Russia. That's they're 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 true. a formidable opponent and they're right across the border and these people, moms and dads and everyday people, not All just the military from this people. Country. The there's there 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 are people just out there fighting that just won't give up ground. I saw Starlet. the other day in the in the, an interview that he was doing that they actually uh, pushed the Russians back out of That's Kiev. That's what we're told. And, and, but they're in Kiev. They're they're shooting commercial, I mean, commercials, excuse me, shooting interviews there in, um, you know, I would, would assume to be some type of a Capitol building of some kind based on the, the way it looked in the room in the video. Right. You know, like how all the I didn't see the video. Up. But the, the thing I'm is, gonna... is that we have press people there and media folks there sitting across from him in the chair in his Capitol. So, so he's, he's even confident, he's even confident enough to say, I'm in Kiev. 
So, it, well, it, Putin is in Kiev? No, no, no. Zelensky. 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 Okay. He's even... See, when this all started, they, they sent assassins in. They were sending assassins in, and they were looking for him to kill him. And they okay. killed all the assassins that came looking for him. Like, this guy was really, uh, I mean, he must have some very elite soldiers that really are about their well, business. Well, you know Israel is, is helping. Well, Israel, Israel, Israel would be I mean, that's doing what, themselves that's what a favor. Do is, Israel would be doing themselves a in, favor. Independent people in with, with an agenda. Well, see, what happens is when, 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 uh, when, when Iran, when Iran was seeking a nuclear weapon, and and they were looking to uh, enrich uranium and, and go this route. They immediately met with the Chinese and they met with the Russians. And the Russians um, seemed to be the one that caved enough to uh, kind of help them get started in, um, in their nuclear program. Now, Israel uh, bombed one of their uh, nuclear silos or some place where some nuclear research there's, or something was happening. There's been some assassinations they, with some and of it, the and nuclear Correct. They sent, they sent people over there. They sent like elite te teams over there that uh, cornered one of the scientists and shot his car up. And it was, and when they told the story of how they did it, and I don't want to, I would do it complete injustice by explaining it to you, but it was something like out of a James Bond movie. It was crazy. Well, you got to remember, assassins have been around since Genghis Khan, and yeah, these they guys have been feared and revered in that country, in that area, for their trade. They've been a world power, you know, yeah. a, a small group of well dedicated you and got, individuals. You got, the, you got these people in uh, in um, are hard to beat in in Israel, especially when the, the Mossad, right? Right. So Mossad is like they're they're bad guys, right? They're 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 dudes that would do this kind of thing, but the uh, the thing is is that Israel would be doing themselves a service by helping Ukraine in this situation. The problem is is that is if they're really in there as a country with troops and everything, they can't really do that because they would need the backing of NATO to do it. And if Israel gets involved and let's say something transpires. Uh, we would have no op option but to go in and help our ally. But how many people would be mad at Israel for kicking off a war with NATO countries and Russia that That's, didn't have to be started? I, I've got a couple of questions. Um, first of all, the fact that Russia is not putting all of their troops there, not really putting all of their aid. No, no, that's not true. Not that true. I mean, ninety-two percent of their all, all of their military, ninety-two percent has been who? deployed. Says who? Uh, I've seen several reports that said that. Because but but they have they have. But Russia has came out and said just the opposite. Now they have had people close to Putin that have defected and and, and went another way. I believe one of his top brass. Defected and went to Ukraine because he was a, a Ukrainian. Okay, that I, went to I Russia. Heard about it. And, and he and he and these people are giving us different information than the state-ran media is in Russia. But you can expect well, I, that. Yeah, I'm not. You can expect yeah, that. I'm not. I'm not believing the Russia. Um, I had seen some American news feeds about a uh, battalion of tanks or a, a tank brigade in Russia. I mean, New Age. I mean, they're 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 on par with our Abrams and. and well, we're, you know, their we're, technology and, we're giving them missiles and we're giving them some tanks and some fighters and things. But the thing is, is we're no, going, I'm talking Russia's higher end equipment. And this was two, maybe three months ago. Right. 
that they are not that their higher end equipment is not on the front. The thing that still gets me is why are they why is theoretically and in reason Russia should have already Russia should have won this two days after it so started. It's almost like they're what I'm worried about or what I'm seeing is they're trying to pull other people in, especially with it, it China seems, and them having a great trade agreement. I still am, am leery about the whole situation in Ukraine. China is going to back Russia, and China has backed back, Russia publicly. Yeah, exactly. And pulling us into Ukraine, you know, that, I'm real leery about going into Ukraine with our back door open and China very much, uh, very much willing to strategically place assets, run training missions while. But, this whole thing he's over there you know this whole thing has been um, very eye-opening to me from um, the from from the perspective of an American looking out at the world because we were always taught about how big bad Russia was like the premier enemy with the most weapons and the in the I mean they just painted Russia as, as just the boogeyman. And now you see, like, they're fighting. Ukraine is a very little country down in, like, the corner of Russia. Like, at the lower corner in the map, you can see Ukraine. There, right. Right? So, this big country, and this little and this little country is fighting these guys off now for, I mean, it's like five months now. It's something. It, it, and so, it, it's eye-opening in the fact that Russia is not as big and bad as we thought that they were. It was it was all a lot of media hype, and it proves that our local government, our local news stations, and these guys uh, that constantly need to keep us afraid of possible war with people that they continually try to put in our minds that have a snowball's chance in hell at beating us. So, uh, because otherwise, why would we give them more tax money? Why would we? want to build bigger weapons? Why would we want to have more troops? Why would we want to do all these things? Well, we wouldn't unless we were scared. This is what, like, like after September the 11th, what happens? After after all these Theoretically, we should, have, we should have won the war in Afghanistan, other than the fact it wasn't a war against Afghanistan. It was against a certain cell. What certain it was. Of Afghanis, Afghanis and Pakistanis. And, and so... It, where they we weren't out to we were out to build a pipeline through Afghanistan for Halliburton prior to September the 11th we already had 16,000 troops on the ground in Afghanistan prior to September the 11th even happening this 16, was all 16,000 troops so in the, in the scheme of things that is not very much that's an that's an outburst. What it, what it was, what it not was. Not to downplay anybody that was there. But we shouldn't have had anybody deployed anywhere near that running, place. Running numbers. But we shouldn't have had anyone deployed anywhere near there. The reason they were there, because they wanted to build a pipeline through there. Now, from where to where? If it's from Halliburton. So I'm it's through sure Pakistan, it, into Afghanistan. And now remember, who was the guy that took power when the United States went in there and pushed the Taliban out. He was a UNICAL employee. UNICAL is Halliburton. His name was Hamad Karzai. He was put there by the Bush administration, and he was a previous employee of Dick Cheney. 
uh, he also worked alongside Condoleezza Rice. So Hamad Karzai, who became the president of Afghanistan, was a puppet leader. He was installed uh, by the United States of America for a purpose. And the purpose, I assume, uh, to me, it starts to appear like the purpose is more of a right-left paradigm because you notice the Republicans had a way of going in and going at the East, the Mideast, and, and how they approached the war and the politics over there. And then when Biden got in, he undid the very things uh, that we were trying to accomplish. Once we had uh, almost 20 years invested in that area. When 9-11 happened. Hold on, hold on. Once, when we got 20,000, uh, we had 20 years in there, thousands of troops dead, uh, 3,000 folks died on 9-11, all these things. Why would you pull your troops out in, in such a, 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 pull your people out in just such an unorganized fashion and have 13 of your troops end up getting killed. Um, and you put untold numbers of American citizens in danger because you pulled allies. the troops. Also our allies. And allies. There were a lot of people that worked with the United States to help fix uh, Afghanistan and when they worked with us, every one of those people who worked with the troops over there, uh, it became marked for death. And then when Joe Biden pulled a, pulled his troops out, before he pulled the people out, and he left $82 billion in weapons and helicopters and machine guns. Um, and then we abandoned Bahrain Air Base, which was close enough at that, at, at that area of... Uh, uh, of Afghanistan for us to be able to keep a strategic uh, a, a place for us to watch the Chinese as they built nuclear weapons and things over in that area so we were close enough to be able to, to get to them and watch them. And so the moment that we abandoned Bahrain Air Base, what did the Chinese do? The most strategic possible thing they could do. They went and took it for themselves. Of course, why would you want your enemy to have a strategic uh, a placeholder right there, right by where you're here's, building your weapons and stuff. And I think I've, I've touched on it. It was a really bit. stupid move on Biden's part. I mean, this was the biggest political... Man, come on. This guy really, really... What really, I want to know is the intel that he based his decision off of to do it at that time in that manner. Because you just don't look, normally... You there, don't. You don't cognitively... And we've all again because he said it himself. He said, "Here's how you here's how you pull troops you down." You keep putting a front man for somebody to blame, though, or we do when we know. And we've said on this podcast before that we know he is being pulled. But he, being here's pulled. here's here's the here's the evidence, though. He actually prior to this said that we needed to pull the troops out of Afghanistan. But he oh, excuse me, back in Iraq when we were there, he said, but this is how you do it. And he laid out an entire plan of how to get... And went completely against it? And went know, completely against everything he said So he's himself. having his strings pulled, so who's pulling the strings? And I think he's being... I think the whole idea that he's mentally handicapped going... Uh, 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 and we've uh, talked about this. Didn't have dementia and all that. I, there is dementia because, listen, I, in, in, in Miranda... Off stage. In, 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 beyond that, the in Miranda Divine book where they got the uh, laptop and they got the communications between James Biden or Jim Biden, uh, Joe's brother, and Hunter, they're actually poking fun at Joe Biden in their messages um, about 
how bad his dementia has gotten. And Hunter basically says, thank God the uh, Secret Service knows the address and they can take him home. It's what it's the only good. That's the only thing they're good for. That's exactly what the book says. Like that's the only thing the Secret Service is good for now is they, to get is him get him home. That's from, a quote from Hunter Biden. Okay. Okay. That is that is that is a quote. And keep in mind, these people don't. By and large, the Democrats don't like police officers. They don't like a lot of the laws and things that we have in place in the systems that we have in place. They, they, Guy they, cleared of murder for killing somebody that breaks into in Maryland, I think it was. Okay. Was it was that where it was that we were talking just talking about? Guy the, guy is cleared of murder in the United States mm-hmm. for stabbing somebody that broke into his home that he shares with his partner and a child. Gets cleared of murder by a jury, but then found guilty of manslaughter and gets sentenced to nineteen years. That's crazy. Um, me... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm originally from Baltimore. Got a lot of family and, and, and a bunch of super good friends uh, back there. Um, but it, it, is a troubled pl- it is a troubled place. It's a Democrat-ran city. And it's, uh, it's a dangerous place. And I was watching a documentary not long back where it talked about how many people live there actually pay taxes there versus... Uh, the people who don't and are on some type of an entitlement or something like that. And I got to tell you, it's like 90% of the people that live there um, don't pay taxes in, in the city. Um, it's, it's, it's sad. In Maryland, they don't have a self-defense law, right? So if a man breaks into your home and you kill him, um, depending on how it happens, uh, like if he's running away from you and he has came into your home and broken and stole things, but he's running away when you injure him, shoot him, stab him, whatever, you get charged for murder because he no longer poses a threat to you because he's running away. So what you're supposed to do is cower in fear in the corner and let someone steal your stuff because you can't stop them if they're not looking at you when they do it. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. Um, you can't keep your gun in the same places where you keep your bullets in Maryland. So when the police, uh, when the when the when the when the uh, burglar breaks in, you know, oh, 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 wait, 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 I gotta go over here in this other place where the bullets are. Give me just a second. You know, like if you travel with a gun, you gotta keep the uh, one in uh, a locked glove box or trunk, and the and, and the gun in another place. It's really unconstitutional. And we were talking. It's like. How in the hell is it that a, a, a city or a state can make a law that directly contradicts the Constitution was, of the United gonna, States? So what and, trumps what? Does the state law trump federal law? Federal law federal? trumps state law. And federal law is the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Federal law trumps state law, but it all depends on who's going to pursue. So if, if you're not breaking federal law by carrying a gun and you're breaking a state law state can pursue charges but the state shouldn't be able to pursue charges against you if said law that you're breaking is a constitutional law that should no longer be in effect so in maryland the idea of a constitutional carry law um constitutional carry should just be that it's the united states it's a constitution it should be applied evenly across all planes in every state so anyone that has uh, the ability to carry a gun and 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 so you should be able to do that. You shouldn't have to worry about I'm going from this state to this state to that state 
if you legally have that gun and you legally have a United States ID or license on you, um, so they know you're who you are or whatever, um, and you you should if there should be no, no reason why you can't carry a gun no matter where you are. Can't carry it any a gun and the bullets together. Yeah, that's, that's and that's in Maryland. So so that's and like, I know it's not only in Maryland, but being though I'm from Maryland, I know that for a fact because I remember it's like carrying in, a hammer. You know, that's like having a hammer with no nails. See, okay. when I was a kid, we used to... Uh, when, I, did the, when did being a victim, what? in your opinion, when uh-huh. did being a victim uh-huh. become the normal, become acceptable? I well, know because when, when, people start, when people started benefiting from their victimhood, it became somewhat of a... Everybody started competing for victimhood. And victimhood is not at, just at what point? Like victimhood, what administration? Victimhood, victimhood comes in all colors, shapes, sizes, ethnicities. Uh, a lot of it groups, is based on feelings, genders. You know, uh, it's all based on feelings. <laughs> it's, it's all based on feelings. Look, you can say anything you want about me. It is completely up to me how I feel about whatever it is that you say said. about it. But I'm talking doing. You know, that's. Right, but but the Somebody only but the only way the only way you. the only yeah. way victimhood victimhood is put on somebody is they have to accept it. Exactly, they have to accept it. It has to be something that you some, that that life tries to hand you, and you grab a hold of it, and you say, "This is what I am," and then you allow another group, uh, another social caste, or whatever, to treat you differently or look down on you, um, and then you take that, and then. Uh, by having a serious conversation with someone uh, with it, uh, with that, or about that, you validate it as if, like, here I'll give you, I'll give you a for instance, right? Because this is big. There's somebody that I'm, I'm not going to say any names because I, I, I just I won't do that. But there's someone I know, um, and we got on the topic of the fact that he didn't like uh, some conservative causes and that he was for CRT. And all that because of Asian hate. Now, I looked at him dumbfounded. I looked at him dumbfounded. Now, here's where I knew. This is where I grew a little bit that day. Because the reason why is because he literally believed what he said. Because I know the man. And he's a genuinely good man. But he just didn't understand the things that he was talking about. And the reason why he believed what he believed is because he wanted the best for his people and people like him. And here's the truth about it. In every so one of those videos... he segregated videos, himself. Right. Well, he, 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 he bought the victimhood, right? Okay. He bought the right. victimhood. He's like, okay, give it to me. I'll wear the shirt. I'll join the club here. Give me the card. And, and he bought what they were selling. But here's the truth. The left, the Democrats, right? The, 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 con- the Confederates. That's, you know, they were the Confederates. They just changed their name to Democrats. Um, the, the, all of... The Asian hate stuff that they pushed out there, and they were showing all those videos online. And just the other day, I watched a group of kids kicking an Asian lady in the head and everything in the street. And it just, oh my God, it makes my blood boil. But these kids, and I seen one guy get threatened in a nail shop because a group of Black Lives Matter people rushed the nail shop and and threatened the guy. And so, so this is what I'm getting at, and I'm gonna say it very plain: the the left is very screwed up because they're backing uh, not just uh, 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 people based on the color of their skin 
or, or uh, ethnicity or whatever the case may be, they're backing everyone because they have no standards. So they'll go and find people that rob and kill folks and, and make them victims and, and stand for them. Meanwhile, the person that they're victimizing, they're also telling, we're on your side and we're here to help. The, that, the, those Asian folks that are pushing that you know Asian hate stuff out there. Now, there's someone to hate everybody. I don't care who you are. Just like it's the same as opposite. It's true about love. There's somebody to love everybody. Well, there's someone to hate everybody too. Right. So you gotta, we got to talk about the rules and not the exceptions. If we're talking about 2% or 1% and then you're trying to make that look like that's the majority, that's typically what they do. But here's the thing. They back the thugs, the, the, the left, the Democrats back the thugs, speak up for, protect, stand for these thugs. They don't prosecute them anymore. They, the guy who tried to get at Dave Chappelle on stage was out that night. The guy who attacked the Olympian in L.A. was out and beating somebody else up within a week. And he had done it five times total. And he continued to get let out because Gascon's not uh, prosecuting anybody. But the point I'm trying to make is that they have no standard, meaning that you will never get a Democrat to say, this the, is the, right, the, the this Democrat, is wrong. The Demo oh, yeah, they, yes, they do. Okay, hold on. They will say, But they switch up. They, if, if they say this is wrong, well, st it's wrong. Standing We're, up for the little man, standing up for the other Define the little opinion. man, though. The Asian, the, the Asian, the victim Asian. But the, well, who would they be standing the up whole, to? The against? whole thing Because is, the thing that the people that are victimizing... They're victim not standing up against anything they're standing up for in their mind. But they are not against other people that they stand up for because both the groups that they back. I, that's what I, that's what I'm getting at is their whole principle of standing up for the little man. It's an or illusion. The minority opinion and, and giving it some power. That the idea is great. The functionality of it, we are seeing the proof of. Yeah, it, you know, it's a great philosophy. I think so. That you know the. the and I think everybody everybody would agree. Standing up, but is good. You're right in the. The processing of it, the, the functionality of it, the real life circumstances of it as they are trying to play it out is not working. So do you say ruin the whole philosophy of, you know, the the the, the opinion of the minor standing up for the 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 what, what not I'm the majority, saying, you know. What I'm saying out. is what I'm saying is is that if they stop I, painting people with paintbrushes and referring to people by the color of their skin and referring to people by their nationality or where they're from geographically. If you stop doing all that. If you stop segregating oh, people, oh, and oh, let oh, people oh, be let, individuals. Let me, make people let me finish this Let me unpack this. So let we, individuals be individuals. But but they hate individuality because they can't put you in groups. And then if you can't That's, put you in groups, they, they, they can't control you. So it's this simple. If you stop referring to people by the color of their skin, by the the belief, their belief their system, or what they think, whatever want it is, to think they believe they but are. But in that process of not, we canceled everything else. Let's just cancel all that stuff, and now just call people out for the things that they do as individuals, the things that they say as individuals, and the crimes they commit as individuals, and stop blaming it on where they're from, what color they are. What they uh, what what they believe or or any any other factor outside of you as an individual broke this law and this is the penalty and that's it. 
without seeing any color, without any, seeing any race, without seeing any of those things. The law must be enforced. We're a country of laws. The moment that one party or the other stops enforcing the law based on what side you belong to, the whole system's lost. It's, it's lost. And this is where I cut in with the, the system is lost. There are more laws on the books, federally, state, oh, locally. Yeah. There are more laws on the books that are repealed than actual laws enacted. Yeah, I, I, I think that I think we so, have too many so laws this, in general, though. So I think we can boil some a lot of the federal laws and statutes that we have in the country, and there are thousands. I mean, they fill up bookshelves. It's nuts. It's nuts. And so, but you can't, and we can't erase them. Why? Because they can only be replaced. That's the thing. When you when you get you can't get rid of a federal law. Once it's a law, once it's there, it's there. You can there. repeal it. You can repeal it. You can repeal it, which is in an, in effect changing it in some way, shape, or form. But it's still there. It's just in a new form that you created when you repealed the law. the The issue is not that we disagree with a lot of our left wing counterparts on the fact that there are more people and prisons in the United States than there are people in some countries. That's there's a definite there's issue an there. issue there. I there's mean, an we issue there. On prison we, reform, criminal justice reform, but and, and, morals. And and we've we've been we've safety, been there. The safety in our country, you know, the safety of our children. That's what got us here. It's, this is this is a thing. If you break a law, I don't care what side of the aisle you belong to. You answer for the law you broke, and that's and that's all that's all anybody should be asking for. I don't care if you if you guys finally found something that Trump really did in real life that he actually broke a law that you finally hit one out of the park and told the truth for once. You had to make then, up then, and make a new then law prosecute him, then get him out of there, uh, prosecute, put him in jail, make him pay the consequence for the law that he broke. But if he didn't. Or you didn't, or I didn't. It doesn't matter. Just enforce the law. When Sussman got on that stand, and I'm gonna bring that up in every podcast because I don't care if if you guys see this man out there and, and you have the ability to ask him a question, ask him just point blank because I'd ask him to his face. What's it feel like to admit guilt on the stand in front of the world and then just walk away scot free? Like nobody well, else can do that. that? We can't do that. We can't do that. And you I've can't do that. Some things to myself, so I can't speak too much. But that sense of untouchable, that that whole persona, yeah, I, I'm, exuding I'm, that to other people is. I am not, above the law. <laughs> that is not conductive to a civilized society. Yeah, it's, people. It's, it's, you yeah. know, you can't justify your bullshit and getting letting your people get away with your bullshit by letting other people get away with theirs. Based at on all of our expense, and especially the expense. Of the future generation, the children today, if, and the whole mentality, the, their ability to provide for themselves. That's right. Us when we're old, their children, the progression. You cannot do that and expect what they're our, doing. Our quality of life in this country to continue. Because you're teaching matter. kids right now that if I'm going to be a Democrat because they're not going to impose laws on us. I can and, do what I want. Get and away I can with do it. what if I want. I get away with it. And, and, and let me let me explain why that would happen. Because, like I said at the beginning of this broadcast, I'm from Baltimore City. I'm from the inner city. It, it, I grew up around criminals. 
I grew up around drug addicts. I grew up around all the whole gamut of everything that you can find just about in any inner city. But here's the thing. If they knew that they could put someone in power who wouldn't prosecute them, how much worse would the city be? I had a friend, I had a, my best friend in the world call me up two hours ago, man, and you could hear the pain in his voice. He had told me that one of our mutual friends um, were, was murdered, um, and today was his wake. Um, it was murdered by one of these uh, squeegee boys. They're, they you know, they they spray on your window and expect you to pay them. But the problem with it is, is that they're just going to random cars. They're not asking before they just start messing with people's cars. And I guess something went on where <clears throat> he wasn't having it, and he got out the car, and they had an incident. Uh, he got, you know, I don't know what kind of back and forth took place, but. They shot him in his head several times after he turned around and he was walking away from them. He was walking back toward his vehicle away from them when they fired on him. And the, in, in the, he in, made to be a victim twice in the same incident, having to get out of your car to tell people to I get wish away to God from here your property. I wish to God, I wish to God, he didn't get out of his car. I wish to God he didn't, because he'd be here with us today. But the what fact that you're the, the fact if that you, if he would have run him over for his own protection again, he like I said, I, I don't know if that was his only choice. That, just saying, just being I, honest. I'm, I'm just but sure. here's the thing: you should be able to stand up for what's right and for property, your own property and everything without safety. having to worry about some little thug shooting you because you had the balls to get out and say something, or somebody wrecking you know, your life incarcerating you for the rest of your life for protecting yourself you know it, it they need to they need to regulate these types of things and, and keep these uh boys from being out there and, and messing with someone's personal property this is not the first incident like this across the united states there were several in chicago and in other places oh, when and, i looked and unfortunately it's happening every and i'm and, gonna and, break and, in with how i grew up good i grew up again in a oil boom town gone bust Casper, Wyoming, middle of Wyoming, smallest populated state in the country. You know, the the metropolis. Courage the Cowardly Dog, that was your dog. The what? The Courage the Cowardly Dog, you never watched? Uh-uh. The cartoon? Little no. little dog and little uh, RV out in the middle of nowhere, like Odessa, Texas-style looking dust ball town. Yeah. It wasn't quite that bad, but 50,000 people, and that was, you know, the highest populated, the highest populated city in the in the state. In the 80s, in the, it started to change in the 90s. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I left in 94, but in the 80s, everybody had a rifle in the back window of their truck. Oh yeah. Everybody had a pistol in their glove box. Everybody knew everybody had these things. You didn't run into that shit. If you walked, you knew if you walked up to somebody's car and they said go away for whatever reason they decided they didn't want you around, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, you know, an armed society is a polite society. Well, it, it, an armed society, right an armed, armed society is a free society. Because I guarantee you, and I, I guarantee you that if the people in this country were not armed, not only would we have already been invaded, possibly even taken over by and defeated by other countries, Russia, by China, now. in the eighties. That's you right. Know, you, you know the story, and I've said it on here before. I could show a video of 
a U.S. general that was a general during uh, the 80s, the Reagan, when, what they call the Red Scare. And years later, because, you know, they have an open line of communication with their counterparts in other countries. So they were talking with these Russian generals, you know, and they would communicate the same way that kind of, I'll, 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 get, I'll civil, get to Millie in a second. That's, that's the whole I'll, I'll, I'll get to general. Civilized conversations between but two, I'll, two I'll, war leaders. I'll, I'll touch on what Millie did with that, that to China in a second. But here's the thing. So they're talking. It's uh, not many years ago uh, that this happened. And he was talking to him and he tells him, well, we ran a lot of simulations of Russia attacking the United States. And... In every simulation that we ran, no matter what area of your country we went into and we tried to invade, the same thing uh, was the issue that kept us from doing it. We you're, all got trucks, we all got, or we all have vehicles, you're, we all got you're armed. We'll, at that point in time, we'd go run into a fight. Armed. And I think people have forgotten what but, freedom is and they started relying wholeheartedly on the government. That freedom is a responsibility. But it's our responsibility, and and what it's not your elected officials' responsibility. It's yeah. great that they, it's great that they get up there, the ones that actually do their job and represent us. But here's the thing: free society means you are individually free. You can protect your individual you self, individually responsible for that and accountable. But you should, if the government, if the government is the only one allowed to have guns. That's a socialist at any, at any time, they can come in and do anything they want, and you have no ability to stop them. So it was, it's a very well-known fact that the intention of the Second Amendment was to make sure that if our government ever turned tyrannical, that the people would be able to protect themselves. Now, in that scenario, meaning a tyrannical government, hypothetically speaking, if... The, people look around and they say, oh, that's a fallacy. That would never happen. That would never happen. Throughout all of recorded history, um, you mean to tell me that there's no chance of a regime coming into power in the United States that would misuse that kind of power with an unarmed population? My, my interpretation They're already trying to socialize us right now, and we have guns. We have guns. We have the FBI targeting parents that don't like what's being said at school board uh, meetings. I just... Check this out. I got something that's going to blow your mind. And I posted it on the website. Anyone can go look in the patriotsprayer.com on the website and or do your own research at the San Diego Unified School District's website. And I brought this up in that uh, retraction post that I did on the Biden story about the ice cream truck. But in the San Diego Unified School District, there are um, some curriculum uh, curriculum things uh, that they're doing in regards to sex education and the LGBTQ clubs and classes and uh, lesson plans that they have. Because I was watching it on Sean Hannity and I was like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. One of the questions in their curriculum asked very simply, what does semen taste like? They're talking to kids. They're talking to kids. And you touch it. That, they're that talking to children. I, I sat here. That's, the, that's a question that... At I, what at what grade level? Yeah, this I mean, is even, what, even that, high, that much they didn't a, say. High school graduate. That much they didn't say, but I wouldn't even want to talk to my seventeen year old daughter like that. I don't care. Yeah, like how how low? Like how young? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But we can actually look on there. But the way that I read the lesson plans and stuff on there, it doesn't give age ranges. It's just there. I. But it's it's I I could literally bring it up. 
and 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 show you that it's um it's pretty uh it's pretty crazy. You just blew me away with everything that I was gonna. Um, but I, this is this is what I mean by see you can't negotiate with evil you can't compromise with it you can't do anything with it because was, the, the okay, moment just, the moment the moment that we crack the door and and try to understand some of what the the, the radical left agendas are the moment that we sit down and we and we and we compromise our own morals and give in to such crazy things as being said today, what we've done is we lowered the bar and made those things acceptable for our I'm children. I'm not willing to lower the bar. And now what happens when our children trying to, 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 to find some level, you know, to, to, to bring us a little closer together instead of so divided. But that's, is, that's unacceptable. I don't, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Um, and what I was just about to bring up, okay, the issue... The, the far left, we're obviously, I want to consider myself a conservative, kind of in the middle, God willing. I'm a law-abiding citizen. Right. I'm, more of a, I'm more of a libertarian. Yeah, I'm, I am a libertarian, not more of or something like that. I am a libertarian. I just, I'm a very, uh, I'm but a constitutionalist. was going to be, or, or my, my question was going to be, how do we convince people to maybe... Not too maybe, but how do we convince people that their ideals and what they're changing their morals to are not beneficial to them? They're obviously well, we, not, we beneficial know they're not beneficial society. to us. They're not beneficial to, to, to society, us. and especially their child. How how so, do we so convince people? What do we got to here's, do to here's show the thing. them to get them to readjust their thought process how do we get them Here, here's the page look through a different lens to put put themselves through us how to put us through them so to work together a little here, bit for our safety thing. to live today so that we can give the children a fighting chance at the quality of life that we still do have in this we country. have to be the ones that start taking responsibility we've gotten lazy and and we gotten lazy and we started letting I mean, daycares and schools raise our children, completely raise them. They come home, they have a couple of minutes with us, they eat dinner, and then they're in their rooms doing other things until it's time oh, to go to bed. So Last how much time kids. do you really spend with your children? How much time do you really spend? I mean, really. How much time do you spend at home teaching them? Because at home, typically, most parents hang out with them, and we have Together. some rules, and we have some rules that we make them follow. But when do you take the time to sit your child down and teach them say this is what real history is this is what morality is this is why the mainstream thought process on this subject is wrong who sits down and teaches their children like that we need to because by default the world is teaching them the opposite by default the teachers are in the teachers unions are by and large all bought and paid for they're all pushing the same agenda they've pushed CRT this whole damn time Anyone who's complained about it has been demonized um, as if we're, you know, you know whose doctrine was the best when it comes to that? Was this is a useful tool, but this is not. This it it is doesn't not, substitute. Uh, for, this is not a babysitter. This is not. Yeah. This is not a, a. This is not a parent. This is a. This is an object. I think if that that's destroyed. Way, if this is the only way that you communicate with your children, and I know that. 
Yeah. We've got busy lives. We've, we've got a lot of opportunities. It's great and everything. <laughs> there and are reasons not, for that, too. But, but this is not apparent. This, you, can't, you can't fully interact with a human being no. through this. We're trying, and you want to call us bigots for being on this and doing this? I can see where you could think that or where that could come up. Because you believe what somebody else is telling you and not what we're saying. You've allowed somebody else to paint a picture what you think that we really believe when in fact all we're saying and all we ever have said is very simply this. Everybody should be judged on an individual basis. Your color, race, ethnicity, any of those things, nationality should never come into play at all ever. So any rules, laws, statutes, anything that are written to benefit one group over another, those are racist laws. If we just applied the Constitution and the Bill of Rights evenly across the board for and all individuals, the, human, the human that's all you need interaction, the humanity. Like I said, I have one. I just was trying to use it as a tool. It's a tool. It's a great little device as a tool. Me and Eddie, some of, some of our best talks. So we talk before these things. We talk yeah. after these things. Like this is a. We met at a. You know, we met at a place. This is this is my best friend. It basically, at this uh, point in my life, this is my best friend. And uh, you're coming from the background that we've come from, you really don't do that for their sake, for your sake. It, it, in my opinion, in my experience, we've had a lot of people like, in the circles that are close this, to us I, break our company. break our trust, and 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 it's it's hard to rebuild does, that. Does that not that human interaction, that having to be mm. able to willing to trust that that getting the human interaction back and forth, being able to feel, actually not getting to, but having to feel, learning that it's getting to feel, and how to let go of your preconceived notions of certain people's, act, you know, of actions and words, that what, what I'm learning is my, when, you know, somebody does that, what I used to, man, it's like, holy shit, this dude's, it can actually, I'm learning for the first time, or, relearning that it's an excitement that it's a joy it's a, it's also it's not an act of aggression against me mm -hmm. it's an act of joy and pleasure and, and happiness I, I usually I usually so, I usually run from from the crowds and from the spotlight from I don't run things. from it because I don't get fucking involved in it to begin with and yet it's it's a matter it's a matter of like wanting to hide because whenever anyone thinks of you or may think of you based on what they think they know those situations and those the dramatic uh, issues from people in, 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 in your friend circles whether they be your direct friends or friends of your direct friends all those things I avoid them like the plague I avoid them like the plague I have a few friends that I talk to uh, you <laughs> and I have some friends back in Baltimore that are like family to me um, that I absolutely love and I'd do anything for uh, Mike and Doug uh, and, and their children. I, their mom and dad are uh, a, a mother and father figure to me. Um, Mr. Butch and Miss Patty, I absolutely love these people. Every time I go to Baltimore, you know, I got a lot of family in there, and, and my family means a lot to me. But in as much as I go to see those those family members, trust and believe. If I go to Baltimore. I'm um, with Mike, Doug, or Miss Patty, and Mr. Butch. 
uh, at some point, this is where I'm I'm staying. The, it, I these people have meant so much to me, and just over the years, I remember being a kid, man, and um, we had a terrible, and I mean really terrible, and I mean these people fed me. <laughs> His dad taught me how to wrap a soft taco, you know, and and they were they were disciplinarians, and I looked at his dad and and, and his mom, and they worked, and um, I just I envied everything about their family and how close that they were, and how much they loved each other, and uh, it just it, it was very cool to see, and it's still that way to this day, and. Um, you know, I'm glad that I met them and I'm glad that I've, I had the opportunity to be a part of the lives of those people because they have no idea how much they impacted me as well. I mean, there have been very few people in my life that I've ran into um, that I've grabbed a hold of and stuck with throughout the entirety of my life. Um, my, my, uh, my scout leader was another one, uh, Mr. Gene. This man taught me how to shoot, how to fish, how to swim, how to, I mean, if it wasn't for him, I, I would, I would have never got out of the city to see anything, you know, go to beaches or uh, go hike in the woods and learn what this tree is and go see that. I mean, this man took people and he didn't have to, and of his own time and money and went in and grabbed a bunch of at-risk youth on the inner city and took them out and made them run and work out and you know and, and took us to pal centers and we boxed and he trained us on how to do that and we looked forward to that every week man i looked forward to the fact that i got to go somewhere and do something like that and i wasn't just stuck in in the house where i grew up which was i mean it was so much drama you know that we grew up in and there were a lot of people with addiction issues and things that you really wish that a kid wouldn't have to go through. And that's why I am the way that I am today with my own children, why I have the beliefs that I believe. Because I've been on the other side of the coin. I've been the disenfranchised child, the ostracized one, the picked on one, the one picking on people. The I've played it from all sides. Um, and because of that I have this uh, ability to look at somebody and see their issues and actually give a damn and really have empathy for what somebody else is going through now empathy has to be based on something valuable and tangible um, something that I can point to and say okay I'm with you on that because otherwise I'm going to choose the truth of your feelings but you know there was for everything that it was terrible I mean, and it was terrible at times. Um, there were a lot of people that were going through the same things as we were at the same time. And I think pain, it, it brings people together when we sympathize um, with the pain that we all go through. And when you're in these neighborhoods, you actually learn to grow folk, close to folks and care about them because you know your neighbors are going through the same things you are and and it, it, being poor did not mean be being able, unhappy you it gotta didn't. be able to interact with your neighbors to find that out we know? had that back then we used to go out front and say hey you want to play ball there'd be 20 30 people 
ready to play football, baseball, whatever we wanted to do that. We had our own brand of uh, wiffle ball. We used to tape the balls up and we'd take the wiffle ball bats and we'd cut the ends off and stuff them with Play-Doh and put duct tape on them. We did all this stuff to make the balls go faster and curve and dip harder. And We had uh, painted uh, at uh, George Washington Elementary School on Scott Street in Baltimore, Maryland and uh, painted a baseball diamond that's still there to this day. We had the Baltimore Colts. This is how long ago this was. We had the Baltimore Colts stop by our little field and and sit there and, and talk with us uh, that we had created a little Sandlot crew. It was the same crew there all the time. And uh, the, one of the cop uh, police officer, what was his name? Oh, wow, I feel, like, I feel so bad for not remembering this man's name. But... He brought the spray paint, talked to the school, arranged it all so we could make this field, and the school was okay with it. So they allowed us to spray paint the baseball diamond, the pitcher's mound, and put this all together. And the community was 100% behind us in this sport that we created. Like, no one was doing this. We we, We created this. We taped up the balls, the bats. We had kept home run records. We were so into this. It was and it was it was so fun, and a lot of the people that we played those games with, um, we still are we're in touch with uh, to this day, still calling each other by those same nicknames. Um, one of the people that uh, used to play with us uh, when we played those games is uh, the man I was telling you about that um, was murdered in in Maryland by the squeegee kid. Um, his name was. Uh, Timothy Reynolds, and he was a personal friend, and he was a good dude, and I just, he, he did very well in life, coming from where we come from, to go and be an engineer, and uh, make something of himself, just to have somebody take his life unnecessarily, is just crazy to me, he's got children that'll never see him again, um, people that love him, and 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 they don't just they just get robbed because somebody had to pull a gun out and shoot somebody with their back turned you know <clears throat> it, it's call it what it is anyone who shoots somebody that's when cowardly. they have the it's cowardly if you have the ability to if you have the ability to throw these and instead of doing that you're too scared to get your ass whooped so you pull a gun you're a coward you're a damn coward, and um, you're you're not going to make it very far because when you finally do get locked up and you go to prison, guess what they don't have there? Guns. All your little murderers and whatnot that are out here running around, acting like you're the toughest person in the whole world because you got this arsenal, and then you get to jail in prison rather, and you ain't got no arsenal, and you don't got those same homies. And we live by a whole different motto and a whole different creed. And you get in there and, and, and you try to act big and talk big. You're in for a surprise. Somebody's going to pull your card. And murderers, are that they lose all that energy when they go into the system. Um, and, and it's sad. It's sad because they're, they, they didn't have a chance almost. I mean... In the communities they're from and where they live, these are the things that are glorified. The music uh, about shooting guns and about uh, 
what clique you belong to, and in, in the music, they're actually threatening these things. And how and bad so, you can treat women and, or being treated. And, 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 and people say, well, that's just music. And I used to be with this crowd. I used to be one of you. And I would say, well, you know how Wes Craven writes horror movies, and it's a movie, but it's your choice to watch it. You know it's not true. It's a movie. So when these people write rap music, it's the same thing. They can be creative. And, and that's fine for adults. We, we know but that. But the problem is... But when grow up with that as an influence and the only... Influence. But that's the mainstream media. That's the stuff they're pushing. They're pushing the B-side stuff that our parents wouldn't let us listen to. And that's all you see when you turn the TV on. So unlike when we were children, there was some censorship and some sheltering from those types of things. There is none. Give us a chance. There, yeah. is, there is none. They're, they're going to pick their phones up and they're going to see what everybody's posting on Facebook and on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever your social media preference is. And there's no, there's no uh, censoring uh, what children are going to see and do to, uh, uh, to a degree maybe, but it's, it's in their face everywhere. What is that Tom McDonald song where he says... Uh, I'm the one they labeled as controversial, and Cardi B is the role model for 12-year-old girls. And it's like, it, that's a matter of fact. That's a matter of fact. But for some reason, saying that is divisive. Cardi B either, but... <laughs> Cardi think... B knows because I seen the video when her daughter walked in the room behind her when she was doing her own live, and she immediately cleaned it up because she didn't want her daughter to see it. So even she must have scruples enough to realize... This is not what you should be letting your kids hear and see. There's, but money, money is the root of talks, most evil. Not lack, all evil. Lack of parenting? No. Let's let's. You know, there there was that in the '90s. You know, lack of parenting, latchkey kids, early mm -hmm. 2000s. <clears throat> I think that was a minority that got pushed into the ideal of the majority. But the there has been a lack of human interaction time and it's not and I'm a terrible person I want things done I want them done yesterday and I don't give a time yeah an hour long an hour long podcast is already has been what a two hour conversation so far yeah I mean look this yeah, is phone this how many phone calls this is this is this is therapy for me uh, to a degree because um, the things that 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 we all have in us that we want that I think everybody is looking for a voice Everybody's looking for a way to have their say, or at least put in on. Everybody's like, looking. I want to be a part hope. of something. Everybody's looking. Yeah, it's, everybody is looking for hope, a hope of their own. A lot of you know, in some cases, I think the minority of, of cases, and not minority as far as racial or say any of that, the minority of people as a whole have hope in something positive and hope for a better quality of life even though we've got a great quality of life a, a better quality of mind but I, I don't want, I don't want better, better quality of life if I have to step on people to get it what's you know that I, I I think we all chase the finer things in life but I don't want I don't want to go about doing it in such a way as I hurt and step on people in order to get to that plateau in life. If I get it, it's going to be because I deserved it, 
I worked for it. Earned it. And I earned it, and now it's mine. But I'm not I'm not going to do it because I think you owe it to me, so I'm going to take it from you. And you did this to yeah. me over here. I mean, my dad is 100% Native American, right? Right. Oh, really? 100% Native American, right? Never in my life ever have I put Native American on anything I've ever signed or said um, on any form to get any special privilege or anything. And no one even had to tell me to feel this way <clears throat> or get me to ascribe to some belief or another so that this is how I would approach those things. It just always inherently felt wrong to me to use anything other than my skill set as the reason why I should succeed. If me and you are sitting in a job uh, interview together, right? Say it's a group interview, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone turned to me and said, Mr. Smith, we don't have enough Native Americans on staff. You're hired. We're not hiring you because you were the best person for the job or you had the skills and the know-how and the ability and the experience. But the color of your skin or the nationality, um, that, that your ethnicity is, is the reason why we're hiring you. You're not the what best. What is that called? That, that's called affirmative action. Affirmative action. <clears throat> and and it's before. in and to a degree I understand it to to a point. Yes. But but here's the, here's the issue with it today, right? If JP Morgan Chase and these guys that owns these banks today, they were like a boat, they were the name of uh slave trade ships back in the day, JP Morgan and Chase and these people. You know, there were certain individuals who owned other people and participated in the slave trade. And the blacks were held back. The African-American <clears throat> population was held back and got a slow start due to that because they were repressed for so long. So there had to be certain uh, things in place to allow them to be able to get from A to B, which is simply should have just been uh, opening up the ability for them to work, eat, uh, participate in politics and sports and everything else the way that we've made it over the years um, to where everybody is just everybody and nobody should be excluded from anything ever based on the color of their that, skin that, that whole slavery deal that that was 200 years we need it was wrong and and, and, and I'm not going to do it I didn't I'm mm -hmm. not going to say it doesn't even have an impact that that carries through to today because it because impact. it doesn't but here here's my issue right I am not I am, I am. It shouldn't. But I'm not. I am not the that previous generation. I'm Eddie. So when I was born and I popped out of my mama's womb, I started from zero. And when you pop out of your mama's womb, you're gonna start from zero. And now, zero to wherever we go, is up to us. Once we start making our own decisions, we can both start out with zero dollars in our pockets in this country, and end up rich based on the decisions that we make in our life. And there's nothing in the world that's going to stop you from doing it. Um, there is no systematic, uh, systemic rather, racism because there are no racist laws on the books. Systemic has to mean that there is a law on the books that is actually racist in its nature and in the way it's written and in the way it's applied. Now, what I do believe that we have in this country is uh, what a class warfare. So rich people 
and people in power get treated differently and put through a different legal system than you or I do. Educational system also. Educational system as well, or, which or is why we push school choice. Why do you think the Democrats don't like school choice? Because the teachers unions don't want school choice. If they can keep a certain portion of the population and check by making sure they learn facts a certain way, they can control them. Jesus said it. He said, uh, it said excuse me, in the Bible it says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And that's the truth. The number one thing that made me succeed when I got out of Baltimore and I got to a place where I started doing for myself was the access to the information that I didn't have where I was. I didn't have access to, I didn't even know how to go look things up on a computer. I didn't know how or where to go to to do half the things that I'm doing right now. In that place, even though it didn't have four walls around it, it may as well have had four walls around it because there was no one there to guide us on how to go from nothing to something and it gave us the roadmap and the ability to do it. There was there was none of that. that they talked about it a lot, but there was I'd never seen it. Where was, were where were the programs? Where were the people? In my opinion, and I can see your point, and I agree, but it also boils down to the individual deal. Um, you can only kind of... But you don't know what you don't know, remember? Right. So if you don't know that there is a better way and you've never been shown that better way, you don't think it's an option. So there is that. I, 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 just, I have to take personal, personal accountability. You can I do have, that for right and wrongs in life based right. on decisions you make, but not for where you end up professionally. There are to a degree. To a degree, there's always a to, to a degree. Fourth Ward, Houston, Texas. You know, talking to my neighbors, they were saying, you know, what about one of the things came up? I said, you know what? They said education. We get we don't get teachers. We get interns or or people training to be teachers. Yeah. And as soon as they get established, they, they move. Yeah. So their whole curriculum, their whole deal, their whole method of operation while in that teacher's position those two or three years till they get certified they get very they they get very uh lackadaisical they they are there to put in some time and not the effort you remember the 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 youtube video that was going on a few years ago with the guy with the long uh, blonde hair and he's giving it to his teacher in the classroom and he's going off he says there are people in here that don't learn like this we don't read pamphlets we need you guys to come in here and inspire us, to teach us. There's kids in here that don't learn that way. You gotta reach out and touch someone's heart. You gotta make them wanna learn it. And the teacher told him to get out of the classroom. This this rant this kid did went viral. And this was I years seen, ago. This anything. was years ago, and it's still it's still uh it's still around to this day. The kid I I'll show it to you. It's it's uh it's something to see because it was right on time. And I've just just the tone of that teacher's voice in that video and how you could tell like she didn't want to be there she didn't want to be there she didn't care about the kids she probably didn't like the kids period it was just a job to her and uh, these kids came there to learn that they are wanting to learn and these people they don't care they're just pushing them through the what system would be a person the teacher what would be their agenda why would you become a teacher if you didn't like kids if you didn't want to try uh, or what could have caused that? Especially if a student is willing to. You want to know how people become teachers? 
and they don't they don't have the skill set to be teachers it's because of the teachers unions they get into unions and they can retire and they get a pension and all they got to do is babysit some kids for a few years you know and just sit there every day and go in and they're part of this teachers union and they get a pension and they can probably go get another job after and, a double and there used to be for good reason some clout with being a teacher you know some used to be clout for being in a union too it's but uh, it's not not like that anymore. Um, I tell who, you, who, who destroyed that? The unions themselves, the people of the unions. Well, the the but yeah, because it's become more of a lobbying tool than it is a way to protect the everyday worker. So what happens is workers pay dues that are in the unions, and the unions take those dues and they make political contributions, mainly to the left, to get. Certain people elected, and they get, get them the in office, and then they repay them in contracts. So it's a it's a quid pro quo system, and it's and it's broken. It's completely broken because there's the money and the prestige and the power and the whole scheme of the thing is not for the worker. We it's have for the very few at the top. We have a Department of Labor, right? And we pay taxes to 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 create these departments and have people in places where they've been placed by our elected officials to make sure that labor laws are followed, correct? So if there's already a tax, what are you paying a separate tax in the form of a due to a committee of people? Who's actually that, gonna limit your opportunity. And it's gonna take your money and do what they want with it to push their agenda. At the expense of everybody, really. I mean, look at Caterpillar moving I had a cousin that worked for Caterpillar. He was a union guy, and he he was quite upset that Caterpillar had moved one of their plants or manufacturer. I don't remember exactly down to Mexico. So, oh, they're flaring us right now, uh, guys. We're gonna cut this one short. I didn't realize we've been on here an hour and thirteen minutes. Oh wow! Time flies when been, you're having fun. Yes, this has been great. Thank you very time, much. Time flies when you're having Let fun. Let us know. So. Guys, you 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 kind of get the feel. You've listened to a few episodes that we've got going here. We're, we're changing things constantly. We're always brainstorming, trying to make our podcast better. Um, and and so we're going to be changing the format a bit. We've got stuff coming for a set that we're ready to build. Um, and put. I, 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 I've been working on our logos and things like that. So we're going to have some merchandise on the website probably within the next two weeks. In the form of hats and shirts and things like that. Um, anything that we can do to uh, help us support this podcast and grow it. And, uh, and continue to grow and, and support our audience to hear the things that they know should be said in the public sphere. That their local news stations, CNN, Fox News. I, you know the only one I can't put in that list that is OAN. I just die laughing watching American, OAN, American, <laughs> American on, uh, uh, what is it, uh, is it One America News Network, I think it is, but man, they have, their news shows, boy, they, they rival us with the way that we are dealing with these things that we're talking about them, they, they talk just like we're talking right now, and I was sitting here the other night with my wife, and she was watching it, and I saw her like jaw drop a few times like wow did they just say that yeah dude you got to check these people out they're they're pulling gonna, no punches we are gonna do a uh we got to do it soon uh, uh, uh 
clip watching or uh, yeah what yeah so once a month okay let's let's just put it out there so the idea is that about once a month we're gonna put out some reaction videos right so we're, we're our reaction videos are gonna be not necessarily music videos right they can be uh, clips other from podcasts, things, uh, other podcasts with other people News are feeds. talking about. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna line some of that up, and we're gonna be doing a lot of reactions so that you can get our opinion on things uh, as they relate to the breaking news or uh, trendy topics and things that are going on right now. Um, and it's just a way to break up some of the monotony of. Uh, you know, just the everyday give and take. I just want to show uh, another side of uh, the Patriots prayer. And we get that going. We get our merch going. We get our set built. And it's going to be, um, I'm having fun. And it's just going to get better. And it's going to get better. God willing, we could do some good work and, and help. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's what we started this thing out for. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and we're, we're, we're I think that uh, you can see a progression from the time we started until now. But the one thing that I do notice is that every time we do these, our time goes by so fast. Yeah, like uh, it's amazing. It just you know feels like ten minutes and it's an hour. But anyway, folks, that's episode five for you in the history books of the Patriot Prayer Unfiltered with Eddie and Carl. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you guys next week. We're going to be updating the content on the website, on the Facebook page, Spotify, Podbean, Rumble. YouTube, uh, get at us, subscribe, like, follow, and every platform. Comment, comment. Give us some feedback. Give us some ideas. What do you want to talk about? And uh, we will be filtering through those things and uh, taking some of your some of your ideas into consideration and putting them into play. So we uh, have enjoyed our time, but we're gonna let you go, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Thank you.